When you peer into the sanctuaries of most churches these days, you're going to see a growing similarity. What you'll see is a lot of gray hair. And there's a reason for this. Young people have been leaving the church in droves. And this exodus, to use a biblical term, doesn't appear to be slowing down. And there are reasons for this also. So the question is why? Why are our young people leaving the church? And what can we do as parents to keep our own kids from taking part in this rush for the door? Even more importantly, how can we keep them from abandoning what we and they have always believed to be the foundation of moral and spiritual truth? Today, we'll be peeling back this onion on a quest to find truth for a new generation with our special guest, Dr. Alex McFarland. I'm Rich Rosel, and this is Licensed to Parent. Well, hello and welcome once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis. Now, our goal each week is to take what we learn each day inside the gates of Shepherds Hill and bring it outside to share it with you in hopes that you'll become a proactive parent, proactive in the way you raise your kids and hopefully avoiding the need for residential care. Now, in the process, I hope we can also bring you some insight on today's culture. Our host is the founder and director of Shepherds Hill, Trace Embry. And Trace... Well, today we're going to be discussing a topic that I know is really near and dear to your heart, and that's the importance of not only imparting a biblical worldview to our kids, but also helping them to know how to defend that worldview. And I know that as a young man, it solidified my faith in my own heart, just learning how to share my faith. I'm sure your experiences at Shepherd's Hill would echo that, that having a biblical worldview and learning to defend it are critical to a young person's behavioral, emotional, and even spiritual health. Why do you think that so many parents have such a tough time understanding and accepting this? Well, Rich, I think there are a few things going on here. Uh, First, uh, many, probably most parents, haven't experienced what I've experienced in this area. They've never witnessed a young person's life totally transform when he or she finally comes to grips with the truth behind the four issues of life that every human being on the planet has to face sooner or later. Uh, these are the issues of origin and meaning, morality and destiny, and, and the God that, uh, who is behind it all. Mm-hmm. Where did I come from? Meaning. Why am I here? What's my purpose? Morality. Uh, how should I live? And destiny. Where, where am I going when I die? Uh, our creator and all four of these issues are foundational to life. And when they're seriously contemplated and rightly concluded, parents are more likely to be raising well-rounded kids that other people actually like and desire to be around too. The, the second reason why parents have a tough time believing that a biblical worldview and being able to defend it so often results in an emotionally and spiritually healthy child is because they think it'll be too hard to accomplish. Mm. Uh, it'll take time and energy they don't feel like they have or feel inclined to surrender. Uh, it's like changing your eating habits or quitting smoking. There's a short-term comfort and or a dopamine rush that too often comes with engaging in bad habits that seem to be uh, more appealing than the delayed gratification that often comes from exercising the self-discipline it takes to experience a long-term reward. Uh, many folks simply think that short-term gratification is a reward that's worth the risk of a long-term disaster. Uh, they're just too comfortable and or addicted to their smoking or their eating potato chips or drinking soda pop every day, that is, until their health goes away. So it's really a matter of picking your poison. I'm a guy who had a triple bypass because of 65 years of rotten eating. Uh, in, in the back of our minds, you know, we all kind of think 
we'll be that one in a hundred who can beat the system, so to speak. Uh, with respect to parenting, uh, we think we can allow our kids to engage in what most other kids of the world engage in and not lose our kids to what's destroying an entire generation of kids, whether it's sex, drugs, rock and roll, unbridled access to digital technology, or all the above. Mm-hmm. The third reason is that parents don't think their kids will take any interest in learning how to defend their faith. Because again, this goes back to my experience at Shepherd's Hill. Ken Ham, along with today's guest, uh, and many others, have also affirmed it on previous broadcasts. Uh, When effectively taught, kids are on the edge of their seat, wanting to learn more about the history, the logic, the science uh, behind their faith and and the realities of the spirit world. They, They... so they actually want to know how to defend the faith. They want to know. There's great security in that for them. But when their parents don't believe it or see it as a priority or fear that it can't be defended or you know, they'd rather watch TV or surf the net or maybe they feel too busy to research such a boring topic, then Junior is going to follow the path of least resistance also. And it's back to video games and sex, drugs, rock and roll and rap or whatever. But parents need to know that there are plenty of resource materials out there, like videos that can be viewed and, and or ordered off the internet that will take the burden of thinking you need a, a degree in Christian apologetics to pull all this off. We don't need to reinvent the wheel, folks. Today's guest has resources, and he's also putting on a conference this October that will help whet the appetites of parents and kids alike for this kind of thing. But I want parents to know that when our kids have a solid reason to believe what's right about eternal things. Temporal things, including juniors' attitudes, appetites, actions, and addictions, will begin to work themselves out in myriad ways that parents will find relieving, refreshing, and rewarding. It's just how God's ecosystem seems to work. But that requires faith and a sound premise. And hopefully this broadcast will increase your faith in ways of parenting God's way. Because to pull a Dr. Phil on you, How's the world's way been working for you so far? (laughs) Well, Trace, uh, Alex McFarlane has been waiting in the green room and has likely finished all the healthy snacks that you put in there for him and has now (laughs) moved on to the M&Ms and the jelly beans. So we're going to drag him out of that and uh, welcome him into the conversation before it's too late. As a Christian apologist, an author, evangelist, religion and culture analyst, and an advocate for biblical truth, Dr. Alex McFarland speaks worldwide. He's preached in over 2,000 churches throughout North America and numerous more internationally. He also speaks at Christian events and conferences, debates, and other venues to teach biblical truths and to preach the gospel. And especially now that uh, COVID is, uh, is moving on, he is moving out again. And we've got a new conference coming up in October that we'll tell you more about. Alex, by the way, is the only evangelist we know about to have preached in all 50 states in only 50 days. His tour of Truth Crusade swept across America. They had 64 evangelistic services. Many decisions to receive Christ came out of that. And the good news, as we're talking about today, is Christians were equipped and encouraged to defend their faith. Alex is a past president of Southern Evangelical Seminary and College located in Charlotte, North Carolina. In addition, he served as Focus on the Family's first director of teen apologetics. He's written a number of books, including Stand Strong in Your Faith, The 21 Toughest Questions Your Kids Will Ask About Christianity, The Assault on America, and The God You Thought You Knew. 
As we mentioned a moment ago, Alex is heading up a great apologetics conference, the next of which is coming up on October 15th and running through the 17th in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, called Truth for a New Generation. Alex, thanks for your patience. Great to have you back with us on Licensed to Parent. Wow. Well, you're very kind to have me, and I have such a respect for both of you and such an appreciation for Shepherd's Hill Academy, and I feel very honored just to be talking with both of you. And by the way, I meant to ask, Alex, you're you're often on the road. Where are you joining us from today? Because you're not actually here in the studio with us. Uh, yeah, and I, I, you mentioned the green room, and uh, I was thinking, yes, I have uh, moved on from the vegetable tray to the M&Ms. No. <laughs> um, I am actually in South Carolina right now at First Baptist Church, and I had a meeting yesterday with the staff here and then a meeting also with a great youth ministry in Myrtle Beach called Ground Zero, uh, led by Scott Pesauer, who is a friend of mine for about 12 or 13 years. And by the way, in addition to the sessions that like uh, Trace is going to teach, I've asked Trace to do his session on how our kids just have too much unrestricted access to mobile devices and Wi-Fi and how really the hyper-wiring of our culture is changing the way that people think and most disturbingly changing the way that kids think. Trace is going to present his incredible research on that. But let me just say this. Everybody is asking, how do we reach and retain young people for the church? Because levels of doubt and agnosticism and even brazen atheism have just skyrocketed among millennials and younger. And everybody is asking, oh my goodness, with the graying of the evangelical world, uh, and we're just not reaching young people like we, we need to be doing, what do we do? Well, one of the great ministries in the nation is called Ground Zero, right here in Myrtle Beach. And uh, my colleague and, and friend, Scott Pesauer of Ground Zero, he and his staff during the TNG conference, October 15 through 17, they're going to be doing a two-hour workshop And I I will say this, for all the people that really care about uh, evangelizing and discipling young people and and bringing young people to Christ, and they will go the distance in their walk with the Lord, uh, Ground Zero staff, they are absolutely on the cutting edge. And in addition to people like Dr. Frank Turek and Sandy Rios and Bishop E.W. Jackson and myself, and we're going to be talking about a biblical response to the woke movement, how do we understand critical race theory, and so many worldview issues that are absolutely at the forefront of the spiritual battle of today. Additionally, you'll get almost half a day with the staff of Ground Zero, and they will train your church to reach and retain young people. And so, uh, to your question, I'm in Myrtle Beach doing the prep work for our big national event come October 15 through 17. Awesome. Well, Alex, I wanted to ask you, uh, the whole woke thing, there are a lot of Christians who don't feel like that's Christianese enough to discuss from the pulpit. Can you tell our parents why they need to be keenly aware of that and a lot of the other social justice issues and uh, cultural issues that are going on in America? Why is that so important? And why is it so marginalized by people who should know better? Well, great question, Trace. You know, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, uh, many, many years ago, two centuries ago, actually. But John Wesley said, the local congregation deserves the best scholarship the church can offer. 
And for really several decades, America has been going through just this incredible paradigm shift in terms of how people think and what people believe. And the most recent iteration of our abandonment of belief in truth, our abandonment of morality, and yes, our abandonment of God, the most recent uh, version of, of this secularization is the woke movement. And pastors should be teaching on this, and pastors themselves should be informed about this. And by the way, woke, W-O-K-E, and uh, this is uh, something that was added to dictionaries beginning in 2017, so we're really four years into the mainstreaming of wokeness, but it, it really connotes the state of being like socially aware, attuned to political social issues, racism, discrimination, and injustice. But all defined t- with the devil's dictionary. That's the thing. Oh, you know, yeah. A lot of these terms and these, these concepts are defined with the devil's dictionary. And there are a lot of things in our dictionaries that, like you just mentioned, weren't there 5, 10, 15 years ago. It's like we're inventing reality as we go along. Uh, gender was never on par with, with, with sex. Gender usually had to do with language, but we've married that now to, to where they're inter- interchangeable terms. And uh, there are a lot of things like that that uh, I, I, I assume will probably be addressed at Truth for New Generation. Exactly, exactly. And l- let me just say this. Um, we're in a battle of language and meaning but we're definitely in a spiritual battle. And, and I'm just going to say this. Um, the devil is real. The Bible says that Satan, part of his uh, MO is to blind the minds of people against Jesus so they won't be saved. And, and he's the master of semantics, by the way. He's the master oh my goodness, of semantics. Yes. And, and I want to just say this. While we're talking about uh, the nuts and bolts of, of our spiritual walk and, frankly, spiritual warfare— uh, Mark nine twenty nine. Jesus is talking about victory over darkness and Satan. And Jesus in Mark uh, nine twenty nine says, some things are only accomplished by prayer and fasting. And one of the things that I would ask churches to do, and individual Christians, first of all, I hope every church has an intercessory team, because um, if ever the body of believers should be prayerful and vigilant, it's right now, and there is power in prayer. I would say to all of the listeners, and uh, Rich and Trace, I love the American church. I mean, I, by God's grace, and, and I give God the glory, but I've been in more than 2,300 American churches to speak, and I love the church. But if we are powerless, it's because we're prayerless. I mean, I, I could talk about so many things, and you know, everybody from C.S. Lewis to Chuck Colson, and there's a lot of great resources. But let me just say, my dear friends, in terms of being disciples and winning the lost and growing, step one must be prayer. And if, if we're a powerless church, it relates to the fact that we're a largely prayerless church. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent, Christian apologist, author, evangelist, religion and culture analyst, and advocate for biblical truth, Dr. Alex McFarlane. We're talking about apologetics in the home, but also about an upcoming conference, Truth for a New Generation, coming to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 15th 
through 17th details on the conference and Alex's books are available at alexmcfarland.com. This is Licensed to Parent, back with more conversation right after this. Shepherds Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens in crisis, is celebrating 20 years of ministry. There have been many distractions in our work through the years as a result of a four-lane highway that divided our land. As a result, plans are underway to develop a whole new campus designed to improve our students' therapeutic experience away from the highway noise, along with up-to-date infrastructure and staff offices, all to help smooth out the day-to-day operations. The five-year, two-phase plan will begin with a new dining hall to be completed by the end of the year, followed by two new school buildings, also containing a new studio for licensed to parent. Please consider partnering with us, building together a new and improved Shepherd's Hill Academy. Learn more and make your gift today. Shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. That's shepherdshillacademy.org slash building together. And thanks for helping us provide healing to teens in crisis. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You can find us and Shepherd's Hill online on our website at licensedtoparent.org. And today our guest is Dr. Alex McFarlane. We're talking about apologetics and the importance of it in the home, the importance of raising our kids to defend a biblical worldview, not just to have one, but to be able to defend why they believe what they believe. And we're also talking about the Truth for a New Generation conference coming to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina in October, the 15th through the 17th. Details on Alex's website, alexmcfarland.com. Trace? Well, Alex, there's always a lot of meat uh, in these Truth for a New Generation conferences. What can parents do or say that would excite their kids to want to attend this conference? One of the number one reasons, it was a recent Barna study, um, one of the reasons youth say they leave the church is because, um, for one thing, they, they have been coached to believe that science refutes much of the Bible. And another reason that a lot of kids claim to be rejecting Christianity or just God in general is because there isn't factual evidence for Christianity. All right, at this conference, one of the greatest speakers in the country, Dr. Frank Turek, um, he wrote one of the best-selling apologetics books of the last 20 years, I Don't Have Enough Faith to Be an Atheist. Frank Turek is going to be talking about how science doesn't 
contradict the Bible and how actually science proves that God must exist and even what the Bible says about creation is true. And furthermore, we're going to be talking about the factual, undeniable evidence for Christianity. So I would say kids, and they do respond, believe me, folks, um, here I am, you know, in in my late 50s, a theology professor, and literally 50 weekends out of the year, I'm talking to youth about the evidence for God and the Bible, and uh, they love it. And so we're going to be talking about the facts that prove Christianity, and people of all ages resonate with that. What are some outcomes of these conferences that uh, keep you encouraged that they are truly having an impact on the youth and parents of America? Well, one of the things that really does keep me encouraged is that we, every day, literally every day, we get hundreds of emails, and they're like, Mr. McFarland, uh, in March of 2018, I went to your event, my mom and dad made me go, but now I'm at college, and oh my goodness, I'm able to stand strong for my faith because of what I learned. I pulled out my TNG notebook from three years ago, and I learned how I could stand strong for what I believe. And so, guys, I stay encouraged because we get so much correspondence from our alums. And even uh, I, I recently, a couple of years ago, if that's recent, a couple of years ago I did devotions for the Billy Graham ministry in Charlotte, and a young man is an attorney uh, working on behalf of Franklin Graham. And he came up and he said, Mr. McFarland, you probably don't remember it, but many, many years ago I came up at Truth for New Generation and I said, I want to serve the Lord. I'm not really called to preach, but how can I serve the Lord? And he said, you told me, uh, become a constitutional attorney and defend religious freedom. Mm-hmm. He said, I went to law school. I passed the bar. I now work for Franklin Graham defending religious liberty wow, and his awesome. right to preach the gospel. And so uh, we've been at this 24 years. And honestly, we have more momentum than ever. And moms and dads, bring your young people because there is something about when you're in the same room, you're face to face, the Holy Spirit is moving. And um, there are also a lot of testimonies too of youth. I, I get this kind of email a lot. You know, I was 15 when I came to Truth for New Generation. I read blog sites by atheist. I didn't like what I heard. And frankly, the whole weekend I was angry because you were talking about God and Jesus. But Mr. McFarlane, the next six months, the Lord was really speaking to my heart because deep inside I knew what you were saying was true and all your speakers, I have to admit, they were very compelling. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I accepted Christ and now I'm leading a Bible study at my school, but the seeds of all of that change began the weekend I was at your conference. Yeah, no, no, you said something I have to address. My parents made me go, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yes. No kid comes to Shepherd's Hill. I shouldn't say no kid. Very few kids come to Shepherd's Hill on, uh, of their own volition, okay? They're made to come here. And at graduation, it's like a total new kid. It's like they're in tears. It's a big boohoo session. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for making me go. I don't think enough parents realize 
how many things we need to make our kids do because they're not going to do it on their own and they, they shouldn't have a choice in a lot of things. I know pop psychology says give your kids choices here, there, that. Well, look, we, we've taken that thing to a crazy extreme. Now at six years old, mm. they can decide whether they want to be a boy or a girl. Are you kidding me? We had a kid in, in uh, our swimming class when I was in high school. He wouldn't go off the high dive, but the coaches poked him with a 20-foot pole while he stood there, <laughs> knees knocking, and, and basically the kid crawls to the end of the pole, and he's hanging off the high dive, so scared to death that he doesn't want to go in the water. They're poking him in the ribs. One hand goes loose. The other hand goes loose. Splash. He goes in the water. He doggy paddles to the edge, and guess what he did? Climbed right back up. He realized Amen. it wasn't going to kill him. He realized it was an experience. Parents, you know what? There's nothing wrong with making your kids go. You're the parent. You make them eat the right foods, don't you? You make them go to school. There's a lot of things you make them do. I would suggest make them go to this conference. You might find that one of your children will be on Alex's list of an incredible testimony down the road. Trace, that is such a brilliant point you made. I thank God for the things that my parents made me do. I thank God for things my wife <laughs> makes me do, you know, because I'm a better man uh, for it. And, you know, I often have moms and dads when I'm doing parenting seminars, I'll, I'll say, repeat after me, say this and mean, I am the parent. I am the parent. And, and I'll shout at audiences and I'll say, say it like you mean it. Say it like you believe it. I am the parent. Because... You know, we really only have this precious little brief window, 18 years, if that. And so, yeah, mom and dad, um, it's like Martin Luther said, uh, the great reformer 500 years ago, but Martin Luther said, the souls of our children are the greatest matter of stewardship. I, I mean, really. And one, a beautiful thing is this, as we pray and invest to point our kids toward Jesus, um, there's very often a lot of growth that takes place in our own souls. So it's a win-win, isn't it? It is. It is. And uh, Trace, I, I agree. Thank you for pointing out the fact that sometimes we've got to put on the big parent pants and, and <laughs> yeah. do what we need to do. That's, that's a great point. Alex, I hate to say it, our time is up. It always flies by so quickly. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been Christian apologist, author, and evangelist Alex McFarlane. The conference, Truth for a New Generation, is coming to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Alex is already there waiting for you. <laughs> it's coming yes. up in October the 15th through the 17th. Details on that conference and also on as many books are available at alexmcfarland.com. Alex, thanks so much for being with us. God bless you. I appreciate you all so much. I look forward to when we can talk again. Thank you, buddy. Now, before we leave today, let me admit that raising kids is not easy, and raising kids who adopt and defend their faith and live their lives through the lens of a biblical worldview is even more challenging. But as we see every day, it is possible. However, if you feel like you're losing that battle, if your teen is pushing back on every front and you need some help, well, that's why we're here. As we say at the start of every one of our broadcasts, Licensed to Parent is the radio outreach of a parent ministry, Shepherd's Hill Academy, which provides a year-long Christ-centered residential program for teens that doesn't just focus on getting the teens back on track, because we know that in and of itself isn't going to be enough. In fact, we work with the entire family to heal relationships and to develop healthy home environments for these kids to return to. Our team shows what living out a biblical worldview looks like and helps hurting families to do the same. 
And the success stories, frankly, are heartwarming. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, if you'd like to find some free resources we have to offer, or if you think that your family could benefit from our residential program, please visit us online at licensedtoparent.org. There you will find links to Shepherd's Hill Academy and our many other resources, and I certainly hope that's going to be helpful for you. My thanks to our guest coordinator on License to Parent, Daniel Fazina, and our technical producer, Carl Peets. For our host, Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosl, inviting you back again next time for more insight for today's culture and another opportunity to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.